0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the So Leadership Podcast. This podcast exists because we're crazy passionate about seeing a generation of leaders being equipped to serve God faithfully and effectively in all that they do. Now, if this is the first time you're joining us, I want to welcome you to this podcast. I want to welcome you and thank you for spending some time and investing in your leadership in this way. We have already reached the end of October and how the year has flown. And today we're coming to a topic that's very important at this particular time of the year. And that's the topic of transition. Transition. It's something that we don't often talk about. It's something that we don't often think about, but something that's really important for us as current leaders in the various roles we find ourselves in right now. Now, before we dive into substantive content for today, I want to encourage us firstly to shift the way we think about transition in leadership. So often, when we come to this point in the year, we can find ourselves falling into the trap of thinking something like this. We think that once next year's president, vice president, executive team is set, once these positions are set, then everything is all good. We need to have a couple of chats here and there for the practical stuff, but more or less, by and large, that's all sorted. And I want to challenge this particular way of thinking. I think and I really believe that transitioning well is an important part of being a leader. It's an important part. Inevitably, we will all get to the point in time, whether it's at SO or at our churches or in other leadership roles, where we will need to transition to someone else. Now, whilst this podcast, of course, focuses on ministry, a lot of the things we talk about today can be transferred to other areas of life as well. But I want to encourage us to think about the transition as an important role, an important responsibility for us as current leaders. Now, today, what we're going to unpack is two key areas of transition two key areas. Now, I think that so often we tend to do one better than the other. Depending on our context, our experience, the people who are influencing us around us, we can tend to do one of these two sometimes a lot better than the others. Sometimes we can also find ourselves doing neither of these well. But I really believe and I want encourage each and every one of you to do all you can to do both of these areas of transitions justice, to do it well, to do it faithfully, and to do it effectively. These two areas are this. Firstly, we're going to unpack the transition of knowledge, and then we'll look at the transition of skills. Transition of knowledge, and then transition of skills. Now, for each of these two areas of transition. For transition of knowledge and transition of skills, I'm gonna firstly explain what I mean by this area. I'm gonna explain why it is important, and then I'm gonna give a couple of practical tips on how we can go about transitioning well in these particular areas. So let's dive right in to the first point for today, and that's the transition of knowledge. So firstly, what do I mean by transition of knowledge? What we're talking about here is really about passing on the lessons that have been learnt, the knowledge that has been gained, and the experiences that have been had from one team to the next. It's really about ensuring that the next team, the next leader, the next person that steps into this role is equipped with the lessons that we've learned so that they can start building from the platform that we've already set. Now, here's why it's so important to do this. Here's why. More often than not, particularly in the context of so, we serve in single-year terms. Most of us serve for one year in that particular role, And then we move on to other roles um, or indeed other ministries and the like. Some of us, if we're, we're lucky or we have the opportunity to, we get to serve for more than one year, two, three, maybe four years in a particular role. But by and large, most of us only have one year in a particular role. That's one year to learn how to do what we're doing. To learn the ins and outs of the role and the people that we lead, it's it's not a lot of time. And so the reason why transferring knowledge is important is because it enables the next leadership team to not have to make the same mistakes that I did or my team did or the current leadership team has. Because since there is such little time, one year is such little time, we want to maximize that time by learning from the mistakes of the leaders that have gone before us. So let me share an example from my own experience. When I first started serving at So, I was very new to serving. I didn't really know much at all about how to lead, what ministry was, what so was really about. I knew very little because I'd only been around for a limited short period of time. And so I had a lot of learning to do. And I remember when I first started, I was really freaked out because I had absolutely no idea what was going on most of the time. Now, across that year, in fact, across the two years that I served as president, I learned a number of lessons about SoUTS, about leadership, about ministry, about how God had been faithful in my life, even in the hard times of ministry. I learned so many lessons and had so many pieces of knowledge that I could pass on to the next team so that they were able to benefit from that experience. One example of these lessons that I learned, particular to UTS, was I learned that UTS people, particularly at that time, I believe it's somewhat changed now, but back then, UTS people didn't stay on campus for very long once their classes were done. My team and I, we found out that a lot of people finished class at 12, 1, 1 1.30, 2 o'clock even, and waiting till 5 p.m. for a weekly meeting on campus was something that wasn't common at UTS. Other campuses, we heard stories of people waiting for hours, studying at the library, hanging out on the university lawns. But at UTS, one thing that I learned and my team learned was that our community didn't do that. So something we tried was having something for people to do before weekly meetings. Study rooms were booked so people can come and study. Or sometimes we would post up and say, hey, I'm free, anyone want to hang out together? It was a lesson that myself and and my team learned. And so when we then passed it on to the next team, one of the things that we were able to share was the fact that at UTS, people don't stay around very long. And so the new team and the subsequent teams had that knowledge that at UTS we need to be thinking about something that's going to happen in the afternoon on a Tuesday afternoon to encourage people to stick around for a weekly meeting. That's an example of passing on knowledge, taking things that you've learned as a leader, taking things from your experience on your campus or how ministries run or, or how God has been faithful and and led you. Passing on, taking and passing on that knowledge to the next group of leaders. It's a critical and crucial aspect of the transition. And so as leaders, it's something we want to ensure we do effectively each and every time we transition. Whether it be this year, transitioning from our roles as execs to the next team, or in future years, when you're serving at church, or when you're serving in some sort of leadership position In other parachurch ministries, or maybe even when you're at work and you're transitioning from a position of leadership to something else and you need to train the incoming person, you want to share knowledge that has been gained. Now, I want to highlight two key ways we can do that. Two key ways. The first way, and the first way I'd encourage you to explore passing on this knowledge is by writing it down. Now, I know that so many of us aren't huge fans of writing long documents. I, myself, personally, I love a lot of writing. I love sitting down and writing things, pages on end. That's just how I'm wired, but not everyone is like that. But in some way, I'd encourage you to write down Some of the lessons you've learned, the knowledge that you've gained from your experiences and your time serving in that particular role, particularly as it pertains to your campus or to leadership or to how God has been moving and working in your life or in that particular campus or area of the ministry. Write it down. Write it down. Why? Because. You can give it then to the next team and they've got something to hold on to, something to keep that's tangible, that they can look back on throughout the year that will encourage them, that will challenge them, that will remind them about things that you've perhaps already talked about before. I know, again, when I started serving in 2016, the former vice president for the year before, she wrote a letter. She wrote a letter to the incoming vice president sharing some of her experiences and the lessons that she had learned. And I know that that was really encouraging for uh, my VP and even for myself as well at the time. What did she do? She wrote a letter that shared and passed on some of her knowledge from her time of serving. So write it down. That's the first tip. Write something down. It could be a letter. It could be something as simple as a Facebook message if that's how you want to do it. It could be something as easy as some dot points in a, in a document that you can send to the incoming team. You might want to write a long, lengthy paper if that's how you so wish to do it. The opportunities and the options are, are endless, but I want to encourage you to write something down, to write down the things that you've learned, the knowledge that you've gained, so that you can give it to the next team and encourage them in that way. That's the first tip, write something down. But not only that, the second tip I would suggest is to have appropriate conversations. Have appropriate conversations. I'd encourage you, meet up over the next month or two, once or twice or a couple more times and spend some time just talking together, president to incoming president, current treasurer to incoming treasurer. Sit down and talk and say, hey, what are your questions? What are things you don't know? What are things you want to understand? And say to them in return as well, here are things that I think you might benefit from knowing. Here are things that I want to share and encourage you with. Share that knowledge. It's so important that we give that time for people to ask questions. And that should be an ongoing conversation. As much as possible, I'd encourage you all to try to keep an open line of communications at least for the first few months of next year as well with the new person taking over your role so that if things come up, they can ask you, they can talk to you, they can pick your brain and see how they can do things a little bit differently. So they're the two ways that we can pass on knowledge. Write it down, write it, put into writing on paper, on a message or in some way, shape or form and have appropriate conversations where you can discuss and share things that you've learned, lessons learned, facts about the community that you want to pass on so that the next year's team can start from where you left off so that they don't have to make the same mistakes you did and start from scratch each and every year. Create a culture of passing on and transitioning that knowledge. Okay, so that's the first area, transitioning in knowledge. Now, let's look at our second point for today, transition of skills. What do we mean by that? When I talk about the transition of skills, I'm really talking about helping the new team learn and understand the skills that you've gained in your time of serving. So it's less about talking about how the community works and things you've learned about the community, and more about teaching and sharing the how, how to do certain things. Now, why is that important? It's important because, again, time is so short. More often than not, we only have a year to serve in this particular role. And chances are, again, so many of us are serving in these types of roles for the very first time. More often than not, the person who's stepping in to presidency hasn't had a whole lot of experience spearheading and being the head of a ministry and a team in this particular fashion. Perhaps the treasurer coming in and serving next year hasn't had much experience with dealing and managing money, particularly in this kind of a setting. There's new experiences. It's all new and fresh and something that is perhaps daunting at the start of their term. And so what we can do as current leaders is to pass on, to share some of the skills, the practicalities we've learned that will enable the next team, to serve effectively in their various roles. Now, let me give you an example of how and when that happened for me. As I mentioned before, when I first started serving, I felt like I had absolutely no idea. In fact, I remember walking into the very first meeting with the staff and the P's and VPs, what we would call now the campus leaders meeting. I walked into there thinking I knew it all. And the other presidents started sharing their vision for their campus They started sharing what they wanted to see. And they had three key points. And I sat there and I thought to myself, man, I have no idea how to set a vision like that. I have no idea even what a vision is. And I was sitting there thinking, man, I just want to love Jesus and love people. And that was great, but one of the things I needed to learn was how do you set goals? How do you set direction? How do you do these practical areas of ministry? And one of the other guys actually came alongside me very early on. He was a a guy who had served as president on another campus. He was doing his second term at the time. And I remember he pulled me aside um, and had dinner with me one night and he was sharing some of the practical things that he had learned. And one of those things which stuck to me was how he approached and led his team to an exec meeting. And what he told me on that night was that when you set an agenda, when you send it out to your team, encourage them, remind them that the exec meeting is not a time to be brainstorming from scratch. If they had to think about a mid-semester event, he'd encourage them to think about some ideas before they came to the meeting so that in the meeting... The discussion can be more about fine-tuning and choosing some of those ideas rather than picking things from scratch. Again, at the time, I had no idea. I did not think of that to be something that was important. But as I put it into practice, very early on, I was able to see how important it was. And on the instances where myself or one of my team members or our team together didn't do that, I noticed it very clearly. I noticed how inefficient and slow our meetings became. What did he do? He passed on the practicalities, a practical way of leading, a practical way of leading a team. He he and others have invested in me in so many different ways when it comes to that, whether it be about how to do follow-up or how to lead a discussion group or how to disciple and mentor a younger brother or sister. What you want to do as leaders is encourage and and share some of the practicalities, the how-tos of ministry. Now, let's get practical ourselves then and think about, okay, how do we do that? What are some ways we can do that? Again, I would suggest what we suggested earlier about writing it down and sharing and having that conversation. And so, I want to encourage you to do that again here, to write things down, to have an ongoing conversation where you're sharing these things. But in particular, one additional thing I think it's important for us to think about when it comes to the practicalities and the skills of leading is the importance of experience. I want you to imagine a four by one hundred meter relay. I've used this analogy before. What you will notice that when the baton changes, there's a period of time where both runners are running alongside each other. And you find that when one stops running before the other, or when one doesn't start and the other goes past them, the team and the the continuity of that team's race, race starts to falter. Because what's happening in that period is that for a short period of time, they run alongside each other and they transition the baton in the process. That's the image of what we should be doing and thinking about when it comes to this as well, transitioning in ministry and in leadership. We want to give the new and incoming leaders opportunities to start running alongside of us. Now, that might look different for the different positions that are there. For example, say, for example, in your team, your treasurer or your secretary or one of your exec team members are going to be president next year. They're already in your exec team and they're stepping up into the new role of presidency or even vice presidency next year. One of the ways that you can run alongside them is say to them, hey, you know what? In this exec meeting, I want you to lead this particular point. And you enable them to lead the weekly meeting debrief section or the weekly meeting planning section or the catch up about REAP, you you encourage them, you let them get a feel for what it looks like to lead an exec meeting, albeit for a short period of time. And then afterwards, you can talk to them about it, you can give them feedback, you can encourage them. It's really about helping them to get comfortable, to get into the rhythm and the speed and the routine of how to lead, whether it be a meeting, whether it be up front in an event or in personal discipleship, you want to encourage them and give them opportunities to get their hands dirty, as it were. In other circumstances, it might be appropriate to invite some of the incoming executives into one of your current team's meetings. You might get them to come just for one or two, perhaps the last or the second last meeting, and just sit in and just observe. They don't have to say anything, they just need to see and get a feel for what an exec meeting is like. What's that about? Again, it's about helping this new team, these new incoming leaders get accustomed and get a feel for what's gonna be the norm for them next year. Now, I'm gonna leave it to you and your team to work out the practicals, how or what are some examples or ways you can do that. It might involve, yes, as I said, getting some of the new team members in alongside you. It might be about asking some of them to take on a few small roles to get a feel for the particular Role. It might be that you invite them to sit in on your reaffiliation documents if you're so inclined and you do those documents together so that your new team understand what it means to be reaffiliated, particularly at UTS and UNSW. I'm going to leave that up to you and you as a leadership team to, to work that out. But suffice to say, you want to give opportunities for your new and incoming leaders to start running alongside you. So that's the second element. We want to be ensuring there's a transition of skills. It's important, again, because time is so short. So we want the new leaders to learn from the mistakes we've made and to start from the platform that we've already set. And we can do that by having intentional conversation, writing things down, and enabling some of these new leaders to start running alongside. Now, a couple of closing thoughts before we finish up for today's episode. Firstly, so often when we think about transition, when we think about passing on this knowledge and these skills, it's easy for us to forget that there is still a current team serving. One thing that as leaders we have to hold tension with is that yes, the new leaders need to be onboarded properly. They need to be transitioned to properly. But at the same time, we don't want the current leaders feeling like they're already being pushed out, particularly when there's a number of events and activities still to be done this year. And so it's important that if you're inviting members in, or if you're having those kind of conversations, that it's clear that this is only the starting process. And in fact, you might choose to start it maybe in a couple of weeks rather than straight away. But you want to ensure that your current team knows that this year isn't over, that this year there is still a number of things to be done. There's still a number of ways that God can and will move in the ministry and we want to be ready and prepared for that. And the other thought as we come to a close is that so many of us ask a very real, a very poignant question. And the question goes something like this. I am so young. I've only served for nine, 10 months, perhaps. Who am I to be teaching and leading future leaders? Who am I to be standing in front of people and telling them how to do certain things? So many of us are afraid or, or a little bit hesitant to step out and to teach and to mentor people coming into leadership in future years. And I think that's a natural thing for us to think, but I want to challenge you and encourage you with something that I learned when I was at work this year. I remember when I was first starting off at work, I used to hate talking with clients. I used to hate when they called me and I'd have to pick up the phone and answer their questions. And I hated it because I felt like I didn't know enough. I felt like I was so new to this job. I was so new to this particular role that I had no knowledge. I could not speak to them. I could not answer their questions in any way. And many of the times that I was speaking with them, that was true. I couldn't answer all of their questions. But I remember talking to my boss one day and telling him, saying, hey, yeah, this is a challenge for me. And he encouraged me in this way. He said, always remember... That even if you don't know everything, more often than not, you know a little bit more than the client. In other words, in this context, I knew a little bit more about the law or how things worked. I might not have known everything, but I knew a little bit more because I had lived it. I'd been working in there for a few weeks. I'd experienced it. I knew just a little bit more. And I think the principle transitions still when it comes to ministry. We might not be 60-year veterans of ministry. We're always going to be learning. We're not going to be perfect in this anytime soon. But more often than not, we have a little bit more knowledge than the next person coming in. More often than not, we know how to do things a little bit better than the next person coming in. And so this is not about us standing up there and saying, This is how to do it. This is the tried and tested method. And I know it all. I've got it right and down pat. It's not about that. It's about us saying, hey, here's my experience. This is what I have learned. This is what I have experienced. Maybe it will help you. And so I want to challenge you as leaders to step up, to take this on and tackle it head on. Whether you're someone like me, That when I finished my terms of presidency, I said to myself, man, I could go again. I wish I could go again. And you're excited to to keep serving and you're not really all that keen sometimes to transition. Or maybe you're in the opposite boat and you're saying, I cannot wait to get rid of this. Or maybe you're somewhere in between on that spectrum. Wherever you are, I want to challenge you and encourage you to step forward as a leader, to take it on, to see it as your responsibility, your team's responsibility to transition well to the new team. Because ultimately, ministry, it's not about us. It's not about our term of service or our direction or what we've done. It's really and ultimately about God's glory, about His kingdom advancing. And so in that way, one of the ways we can serve and and continue to assist and help in that process is to ensure the next team are set up well for success in their particular term of service. So I want to encourage you, step up, take it on, transition well. Think about how you can pass on knowledge and skills to the new and incoming leaders. Because when we do this together, we will be that generation of leaders that are equipped to serve God faithfully and effectively in all that we Thanks for tuning in today. If you want to check out more episodes and information about So, check out our website on so.org.au.